Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to the Corbett Report. You're tuned into Solutions Watch here in September of 2022. Can you believe it's September already? Well, here we are, and you are tuned into Solutions Watch, where week in and week out, barring the documentary production rushes that I <laughs> want to be involved in these days, uh, I am here looking at different ways that you can take power back into your own hands. Some of the very big ways you can do that, and some of the seemingly simple ways. But actually, a recurring theme on Solutions Watch is that the seemingly simple solutions actually sometimes tend to be the most effective, and that's why they are the most targeted. And that may, in fact, be an entire theme for a future edition of this series, looking at sort of the big picture. But today, let's hone in on one specific example of that, which is to do with the idea of technology and the idea of communication. And I think the general idea here is that technology can actually be extremely useful for connecting us with others, for spreading our ideas and our voices farther than they ever could before, which is precisely why those simple ways of doing that are superseded, taken over, co-opted, corrupted, and then skewed into a controlled corporate vision for the purposes of the oligarchs. An example of that phenomenon would be really simple syndication. You will remember that uh, just last year, wasn't it last year, that I was talking about RSS, really simple syndication, which is unfortunately something that a lot of people don't even know about anymore. What's RSS? because this incredibly powerful and incredibly simple tool for keeping up to date with the latest posts of your favorite content creators was deliberately undermined by big tech. If you want more on that story, please see my report on really simple syndication. But today we're going to look at another, in some ways even simpler technology that is in the process of being undermined, co-opted, and distorted so that the oligarchs can maintain their information control over the information battle space that is the internet. Email. Yes, email. The lowly, humble email. The simplest tool uh, from that, that, that you can use on the internet to reach other people. And sometimes large amounts of other people if you start, say, an email list. And if people uh, in the crowd have experience with this, they'll probably already know where this is heading. But if not... Stay tuned. This is this is an interesting story, and it does relate to you, even if you don't run an email list yourself. So, as people may or may not know, uh, sending out mass large uh, amounts of emails to hundreds or thousands of people is not something that the average person can do because it is getting increasingly more difficult to get around people's spam filters and folders, and more uh, likely than not, your, your email is, if you send it out to lots of people, is going to reach mostly people's spam folders and they'll never end up actually seeing it. And I have some uh, understanding of that because unfortunately I've found that increasingly more and more and more of the emails that I send directly to even subscribers who are writing in to, talk, uh, to ask me questions and I, I respond directly to them and it ends up in their spam folder and they don't see it and they write me back, hey, I asked about that weeks ago and I said, oh, I, I did <laughs> respond, check your spam folder. Uh, it is getting harder and harder uh, to get around that, especially with the big email providers. Gmail is especially um, cracking down on this and making it more and more difficult for me to email people, even directly, let alone in a large email list. So people, like myself, often have to turn to email newsletter uh, list 
providers, operators, and there are only a handful of those out there, and they are increasingly becoming censored and controlled. One of them you may have heard of in this regard is MailChimp, extremely popular service whereby creators can sign up and they can start an email newsletter list. People will be able to sign up with their email and get updates whenever you send out a mass email. Unless MailChimp doesn't like you, because then they have the right to whatever, arbitrarily remove you from their platform at any time with no notice, with no opportunity for you to actually save your email list of the people who actually signed up to get updates from you. So, uh, for people who uh, need more information on this, let's go to the desktop here at reclaimthenet.org, which just very recently, just in the past couple of weeks, had up this post. MailChimp purges more high-profile users. Users say they weren't told why they were suddenly banned. And it goes on to report that MailChimp, a widely used automation and marketing service for mailing lists and email campaigns, has continued suspending crypto-related content. These deplatforming decisions are affecting individual creators and media, reports say, while the apparent policy MailChimp is implementing is not new. Uh, one of the outfits MailChimp has decided to suspend is Masari, which provi uh, provides in a tweet, provides in a tweet, sarcastically thanking MailChimp, MailChimp for deplatforming what he said are several more rep, uh, several of the most reputable brands in the crypto world. Sorry, this is poorly written, but you get the idea. And uh, the article goes on from here. It uh, talks about uh, MailChimp appears to be suspending these accounts often without any prior war warning and without explanation following in the footsteps of big tech censorship mechanisms. And so it isn't entirely clear at this point what prompted the service to take this direction. However, NTF Collection Crypto, Cryptoon Goons founder Jesse Friendland uh, shared on Twitter that when he was banned earlier in the month, MailChimp sent him an email saying that the company cannot allow businesses to use its platform if they are involved in the sale, transaction, trading, exchange, storage, marketing, or production of cryptocurrencies, vital currencies, and any digital assets. All right, so uh, I hope my audience understands this point, but just in case you don't, if you are for free speech, you are for free speech for everyone. So even if you are one of these people that for whatever reason thinks that the idea of decentralized money is a big scam and you don't want any part of it and good, good riddance, those stupid crypto scammers, they should be banned off of the MailChimp platform. Well, watch what you wish for because it will come back to bite you. Because as people who have been following this issue know, this is of course not the one and only time that MailChimp has ever been caught up in this type of censorship. In fact, type in MailChimp, uh, MailChimp bans MailChimp chimp, uh, censorship into a search engine, preferably not Google, and you'll find no dearth of stories about, for example, MailChimp, bracket Intuit, banned existing users in Russia without allowing them to move to other providers. This was five months ago during the height of the blue and yellow flag hysteria. MailChimp decided to get on board with that freight train by simply banning Russian users. <laughs> Just, oh, you're in ba Russia. Okay, your account's been suspended. Um, no, no warning, no ability, no prior notice, no ability to access people's lists and and move to other services. Nope, just you're in Russia, you're banned. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Um, but perhaps not surprising because back in October of 2020, again from Reclaim the Net, MailChimp makes its censorship rules official, outlines right to ban users for inaccurate content. 
Customers who use MailChimp in their business have a new arbiter of truth to contend with. Uh, with all the talk about misinformation and disinformation, one fundamental question always remains unanswered. Based on what criteria are decisions to dismiss content as misleading or false actually made? There is strong and lingering suspicion, especially among those continuously targeted with such censorship on social media, but also on other online services, that misinformation is often simply something these companies don't like for political or ideological reasons, and labeling content in that way makes it easy to get rid of, but also justify that action as not simply blatant suppression of speech. All right. As I say, you can go on and research this. There are plenty and plenty other examples of specific people or ideas or groups or swaths of information being deleted from services like MailChimp and some of the other big newsletter services. Oh, sorry, you talk about this? Well, you can't send emails to the people who signed up to get emails from you anymore. And no, we're not giving you access to the email subscriber list that you had. Right? Crazy. Uh, but absolutely and perfectly predictable. Given that we are in an information war, your mind is the battle space in that war. And in order to uh, guard uh, you from hearing any wrong think, uh, absolutely the big tech oligarchs will take any and every effort to make sure that only allowable ideas are being spread among the, among the masses, the riffraff out there. Uh, we'll let you connect to talk about things of little to no consequence. But if you want to talk about something important, you better have our approval or else you will be removed. So even something as simple as email is something that is being increasingly controlled. And as I say, I speak about this from experience because I have gone through a couple of email services in the past trying to find a way to get people who want emails, email updates when they, hey, what, what did Corbett post today? They sign up for an email list and hopefully they receive information about that. But as I know, many people in the audience now know, and unfortunately, the people who need to hear this probably aren't because they're not getting an email about it. Uh, FeedBurner was, was the solution I turned to a decade or so ago. It's been a long time since I started that service, back when FeedBurner was FeedBurner. And if you did see my really simple syndication uh, podcast of uh, Solutions Watch, you will know that FeedBurner was taken over by Google and then essentially dismantled piece by piece. They started breaking or not updating and then ultimately breaking the functionality of this RSS service that turned people's uh, feeds into something easily subscribable so that people could get their RSS. It also had a feature that people could sign up via email for an email list. Anytime there was a new post to the website, it would automatically email out to people. But not only was FeedBurner taken over by Google, at which point I had to step away. Okay, I'm not going to use FeedBurner anymore. But that, that Google-powered now email list continued functioning on its own for years uh, without any input from me. It's just taking the the latest post and putting it out in an email. So everyone who was on that email list was still on that email list, even though I had nothing to do with it at that point. Now, the, of course, so as they start breaking the functionality of FeedBurner over the years, now the email newsletter functionality has finally been broken. So all those people who were subscribed for email updates from the Corbett Report aren't anymore. And so every single day, I'm receiving multiple emails from people. Hey, I haven't gotten an email from you in weeks now. What's going on? FeedBurner slash Google has stopped their automatic email newsletter list. That isn't the one I've been using for years, but I know it's 
It's what people were signed up to, and that's the way they were receiving updates from the Corbett Report. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? This is an increasingly important and difficult question to solve because of the not only the potential for censorship, but there are different services with different workflows and, pla- and ideas for how they're going to corral you onto their platform, essentially, in order to uh, monetize you as a customer to this free email newsletter list. So it, it's difficult to find a good platform. So people might know that I was using something called follow.it, and that was up on the front page for a long time, um, and it still functions. Here is the Corbett Report, follow.it slash Corbett Report, and you can follow my feeds this way, um, and you can subscribe actually via uh, RSS or uh, email, Telegram, Twitter, or whatever. There's uh, different options. But uh, I increasingly, uh, on a regular basis, received emails from from people saying, I I was going to sign up for this list, but follow it was recommending all this MSM garbage to me, and why are you using that service? All right. Fine, let's use something else. So so now, if you go to CorbettReport.com and you want emails to, hey, what, what did Corbett post today? Go to this receive email updates part of the sidebar. Type in your email address. Someone at somewhere.net. I can't type today. Whatever. And when you subscribe, it's, uh, oh, okay. Google.com, uh, gmail.com. And when you subscribe, it's going to say, okay, type in your email. I thought we just did that. Uh, There's never a good way to do this. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Subscribe. Um, It will come up with a choose a subscription plan. If you just want the email updates, just click none. There is no charge. This is a free email newsletter. You can subscribe to the website this way if you want, or you can just get the free email and then continue without paying and you can sign up. I'm not going to try to sign up that email address that hopefully doesn't exist, but anyway. Um, at, at any rate, that's it. So hopefully this new email list through Substack is going to be the easiest way for people to get email updates. And I know there are a lot of people out there that still do prefer email updates to any other way of getting informed. And hey, you know what I say? That's better than relying on some social media. Hey, I didn't see your post on Twitter, so what's going on? Or Telegram, because apparently there's some Telegram channel. I don't know how Telegram even works that is claiming to be the Corbett Report that is not the Corbett Report. I'm not on Telegram. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Insta. I'm not on any platform other than the ones I directly link from my website. So please don't be fooled by anyone out there claiming to be me. Um, But at any rate, yeah, some people are looking for social media updates to keep them updated about the work that I'm posting. Uh, I'd, I'd prefer, at any rate, uh, email uh, or RSS as a way of, for people to keep up to date with the website. But this is the situation. Um, something even as simple as email, keeping in direct contact with people who sign up to a list to receive email updates is not so simple because big tech, as always, wants to step into the middle of that conversation and act as the middleman, corporatize it, and control that flow of information. Of course. So... I think email is one of those neglected things, like RSS, that is a very, very simple tool, but one that we shouldn't neglect because it is, for its simplicity, actually quite helpful in just keeping lines of communication open. 
And so, of course, I invite, uh, I would very much like to hear from the Corbett Report members in the comment section at CorbettReport.com. What email lists or email list providers do you have experience of, either directly using it yourself or signing up to lists from various content providers that you think are good, that have demonstrated that they are for free speech and will allow people to talk about whatever, COVID or anything else, um, without being censored for misinformation. What are the good providers out there? I'm not I'm not putting my eggs in any one basket, as you see. I'm on follow it. I have a sub stack. I have different ideas. I'm open to trying anything. I just want to keep the lines of communication open, but that is increasingly difficult to do so. So this being Solutions Watch, let's focus on what is working and what we can make to work, at least for the time being. Anyway, I hope this is helpful to you in your daily browsing habits. And I hope that some of the people who were signed up to my old email list that is now defunct will somehow or other stumble onto this <laughs> Solutions Watch and figure out how to sign up for the newsletter once again. Um, at any rate, I think that's going to do it for today. And uh, of course, please stay tuned to CorbettReport.com as more with regards to the False Flags documentary will be coming out in the very near future, as I hope you know by now. Until then, James Corbett, CorbettReport.com.